0: Anthony said the cable box has to be on. Sure, I'm doing it.
1: But let me tell you, our glass house couples could probably decorate in about 24 hours. They have to, each week.
2: So what would you only
1: His whole
0: life, was horse. That old guy. The fuck?
3: Why am I on there?
0: What's that? A trial? That's Bobby. the fuck is this?
3: Yeah, Julia.
0: It's not you. And it's yeah, a TV pro. Moves. I wish I'd worked around the house more.
3: Six Flags. It's playtime.
4: <laughs> oh, friggin' good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i love that oh, I it's so much like
4: junior I it's so
2: it. great i mean it's awesome a- though. i never put those two together <laughs> you know, know.
5: if you're a sopranos fan that is like the best video ever that's awesome. so great
3: awesome that's awesome all right.
5: Hello. Like <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome to episode number 16 of Some Great Adventures, the podcast where old friends who met and worked at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey chat about our days at the park. Our podcast is made possible by our awesome friends at the Shared Universe podcast. And as always, we're recording via Facebook Live. So the video version is available right now on our Facebook page and it'll stay there forever. And the audio version will be available on all podcasting platforms later this week. I am Steve Hicks, and my co-hosts are... Scott
4: Loudon. Chris Beluso. Andy O'EDdy
5: Awesome. Gentlemen, on our last episode, we delved into the inner workings of the operations office, and today we're going to expand on that with more office talk. Um, I, I I think it's probably true that most GA employees don't even know that there is a second floor to the office office. <laughs> <laughs> Get the windows are
2: kind of a dead giveaway. But. <laughs> <laughs>
5: like the they only go in the front, and they are never really supposed to go around the back. So if they never go around the back, then they never even know that there's a way up there or that it's there, except to actually look at the building and see it there, you know? Yeah. But, I remember the first
0: time I went up, up there, dropped, I thought I was going like to get in trouble
5: yeah, I didn't no, know. No. I went up there, I snuck up there just to see what the hell was up there and it was everything was closed. It was at night, you know? And I yeah. I was gonna get in trouble because all the lights were off and it was spooky
4: as crap, you know. Now, if I remember TV correct, TV. correctly though, some quality bathrooms, if I remember any George Costanza fans out there. <laughs> I think there were some quality bathrooms up there though.
5: Let's be honest, though, most of us just used the one right on the first floor in the back of the Ops office because nobody even really knew about that one. That was like our special one right there. Right.
4: Right.
3: Um,
5: All right. So uh, we are honored to have a guest. Mm -hmm. Spent some time on that second floor and is a marketing extraordinaire, our friend Kat (laughs) Lacombe. Kat, how are you?
2: Hey, everybody.
5: Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So normally we start by having our guests tell us about their GA career, like where did you start, what positions did you have, when and why did you leave, and we are going to ask you to go through that. But I think the first quick question that we all have is, what the hell is marketing at Six Flags? (laughs) What does a marketing person, just as a really quick overview, what does a marketing person at Six Flags do?
2: Um, Well, we did a lot of things. So it was really made up of different um, positions. PR, so public relations. So anytime you saw the media there, that was us getting them all set up and doing their promos. Um, And then uh, any of those coupons, those Coke cans that you see, we get those ready, got those ready in the wintertime. And uh, any of the sponsorships that you saw around the park. So any of the companies sponsoring rides and things like that. um, Doing that. Doing those wonderful commercials, such as the old man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Making sure those were done right. Um, And then what I really did uh, was group sales. Uh, So I booked what we considered the rain policy. So groups would have a day there. And for sure, we would have guests then if, you know, they booked their group tickets. So um, that was mostly what I did. But we also had uh, promotions. So, you know, if they're handing out samples in the front. um, And then, you know, just your daily ticket discounts. So that was the bulk of it.
1: All right. And when you got that job upstairs, did they give you a key to the executive washroom or
2: what? <laughs> <laughs> like, <"Bain>, yeah. <laughs> that from downstairs was much better than the one upstairs.
5: I <laughs> I've used both and I thought so too. I thought the downstairs was actually better. It was a nice bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people
2: try, nice they nice try facilities. to keep stuff in there and keep it nice, but <laughs> you're supposed to be working, not going to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> my best work in the bathroom. I was going to say. <laughs>
5: I know people that I'm will take an hour you of an eight-hour shift in the
4: bathroom because they're like, I'm getting paid. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's got some good air conditioning in there. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So let's
5: pivot back, Kat. Uh, when did you start at the park? And, like, what was your whole career trajectory up through the end?
2: Um, well, it was supposed to start out as just a little job um, while I was going to college. So I started out in rides um, in 2000.
1: I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? Did you know that? That you started in rides? Yes. Yeah. I, I, well, Actually, I didn't even live in this area at the time, so no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No,
2: well, Mark, where, did you,
1: where, was, where were you on rides? Like, where did you start?
2: Well, um, I started in the seaport section, running the little kiddies rides in the fun factory. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. Oh.
2: The kids were fine. It was the parents that were obnoxious.
4: Yep. Yep. <laughs> we always
2: say. Uh, but uh I worked my way around. I did rapids and riptide and
4: wow, the rapids action.
2: Nice. Yeah, oh that was the best. Sitting there, station two, just with the sunglasses on. Yeah, I'm yes. working, I'm working. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best. Snapping out there. <laughs> but uh so I, I started there and then um so I did that one season and then the next season I was getting ready to graduate. So I was like, oh, I need some real world experience. Um, and I thought I wanted to get into PR, but they had already filled their seasonal position. So there were full-time folks and seasonals that worked upstairs. And, um, so they had a position open in group sales, taking the tickets at the catering area, um, the garden of Eden, as you guys knew it then. Uh And, uh, so that's where I started helping that person out. And then they left the following year. So I took their position and, um, i just went up from doing uh, the group sales uh managing the picnics to actually selling picnics and tickets so i became an account executive um traveling meeting all kinds of clients uh and then i did the special events which i did for a number of years. so putting on physics days the cheerleading events um fairgrounds so dance fest um that was a that was a blast. Met so many good people, and then um, and then I became a sales manager, at one point, uh, assistant manager for a region, and then it was time. It was time to not do sales anymore. So two thousand fifteen, I changed careers, and went into technology instead.
5: <laughs> yeah, is that is that when you officially just left the park?
1: 2015? I left the park.
2: Yeah. Yep part part-time
1: here and there, though, to help
2: out or no after that? I did. I did a couple of summers. I did go back. I was missing the folks because that was the best part about Great Adventure is full-time, seasonal, didn't matter. Everyone got together, worked as a team to make the guests happy. Um, guess may I've not always saw it that way. <laughs> but <laughs> But no, it was, you know, everyone knew what it took and everyone, you know, when it was time to really work hard and get things done, everyone chipped in. It didn't matter what department you were in, you know, for Pfizer Day or for the Coleman Walk, all departments were hands on deck early in the morning, got, you know, guiding the traffic and helping people get in and out. And, so, you know, I missed the people and I wanted to see them. So I did go back a few summers and then eventually yeah, I liked my summer. So I did go
5: back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happens to most people. We had so many people like Tony Roundtree, even in rides and that would, that would go back and, you know, they would, they would fulfill a couple of shifts here and there throughout the season for like three or four years. And then finally they were just kind of like poof. They were gone, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah,
2: and eventually you're like, oh, there's more to summer. You realize there's more to summer than working. Mm-hmm. I think you have to get over that hump first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> more to weekends than working.
2: That's really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was glad to have my weekends again. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's my career, in nice. a nutshell.
5: <laughs> so, so, that sounds like it's a jack-of-all-trades jobs. So, while you were doing that, were there – any were there any times that popped out that you thought were like worthy of talking about like any crazy things that happened while you were there
2: <laughs> I, I said i have a list here <laughs> <laughs> yes,
5: Peluso, that's what you're supposed to do before this podcast where's your list where's your list <laughs>
4: i'll be right back
5: scratches on a paper that he writes
4: (laughs) that's my grocery list
3: (laughs)
2: um there's just some i mean really i did have a lot of adventures at great adventure um and working upstairs you know you got to do a lot of neat stuff meet a lot of cool people um you know, some of the good things that I really enjoyed doing was when we did volunteer work. We had what was called Project Six. Okay. And, um, you know, we would, everyone would go to different locations to do charity work for the day. So they gave us the day off to go and do this charity work. Oh, yeah. that was organized. Um, and one day we built a playground for this woman's center. So we're like, women get to take their families, you know, when they're trying to leave abusive husbands and stuff. And we built an entire playground in one day it was amazing and just to see the kids go and play and have a good time and the and the mom's just so happy their kids had somewhere to be a kid you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know a lot of that stuff was really cool doing events like the um so I, I i don't know if you remember but there used to be scholarships for the seasonal kids yep and uh i got one my first year and uh so to give back, I would volunteer for the golf outing that raised the money for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really nice to see, you know, be part of that and earn the money from there. Meet all the sponsors who had a great time on the greens. A very good time with all the free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all the nice gifts and stuff. And it was just, you know, and again, it's all of us, you know, no matter what department you worked on, we're all getting together and and working together. Right, right. Well, um, what's
5: cool is that most people don't even know that these things happen. Like, no, most people, know
3: these things happen yeah, most people there. that
5: work <laughs> at the park do not realize that there's things that are happening, like what you're doing behind mm-hmm. this at all. There's, I guarantee, 99% of the people listening to this podcast that are from Great Adventure had no idea that there's any type of financially, you know, benevolent golf outing. That's going on behind the scenes, you know, I guarantee they had no idea that there's charity work like that out there. I mean, I think a lot of people know about the the Susan Coleman race because they've had that for so many years now, you know, um, so they've had that. But otherwise, you know, things like having our team members go out and build a children's playground. Nobody hears about that stuff. It's kind of all unheard of. So that's like important because there's definitely more stuff going on at Six Flags that is actually great that people don't realize, you know. And we do the same, like even with my job right now, like we do the same thing. Like when we go out on our national sales conferences, they have us one year we built bicycles for kids. And it was funny because they didn't tell us, but, you know, so we're all, you know, we're all building these bikes. We don't know how to, what the hell we're doing, but there's someone watching us, right? And we get it done, and, you're, you are know, we're all kind of laughing at each other, like, oh, it looks good, but I wouldn't ride it. And would be such a lawsuit
4: if I built somebody oh, a bike.
5: We're laughing. We're thinking it's funny, right? And then they reveal when we're all done. We had a time limit of, like, three hours to do it. They bring in a bunch of kids, and they're like, "Each of your groups, these kids are taking your bike." And we're like, "Do not ride these bikes! Do not ride these bikes!" You know. And then they're like, "No, no, no. We know. We're gonna redo the bikes and make sure that we're <laughs> we, them. we want you to see who's getting them." But we were like shitting bricks. Like, no. But again, like no one would know that my company ever did that. That's all like behind right. the scenes. That was so cool to know that Great Adventure did it. I mean we I didn't know that they I knew they did some of that stuff, but I had no idea that the playground I would never have known. I've never even yeah. thought of us doing something like that. So that's really yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, it was really cool. Now, don't get me wrong. When the kids were going to get on it, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we started like cement and and build. I mean, it was a huge you know playground. You would see like at a school. Wow. So I was nervous, but no, they loved it. That has a radio, it I light. drive by it. Yes. No
4: single two seesaw,
5: single
2: two seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice.
4: Yeah, no, yeah I didn't even exactly know there was a tatering. Did you like know when you were a kid? Did you know there was a catering department? Like I knew events went on there. I just didn't even put it together until I was offered or told about catering. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know about it. You know, yeah. I was just like, what? They were like, yeah, there's a full-time position open in catering. I'm like, oh, okay. What's catering? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, no, it is very surprising when you hear these things, you know? Yeah. Uh, no idea.
2: Yeah. It's, it was kind of neat. Cause like I went to physics day when I was in high school I went to the Catholic Day when I was in high school. So to actually work it now, work those events was kind of neat to now see the behind the scenes and what a bratty kid I probably was coming through those gates like. (laughs) like
1: Organized thing. Like I always wondered. Like Catholic Day, you mentioned like. Like there were also days when like the um, like the uh, like a lot of Amish people would come or like the Hasidic Jewish community. There'd be a lot of people there. Were those like organized things or was that more like like community based? Like, hey, let's all go here this day.
2: Um, You may have had some of that, but most of it was what part of our group sales jobs were um, and promotions and special events was to find an organization uh, such as the Catholic Youth Organization based out of Trenton. That's for the whole state. or like a, a cheerleading gym that put on the chair events uh, it would be our jobs to go find those organizations to put on a, a group event like that like i worked with the boy scouts to do the campery um i worked with the girl scouts to do their campery uh i worked with the organization to put on fairgrounds which was our uh, gay pride event and i was there for the first year i i put that on that first year um we had our muslim day Um, so yeah, we all had organizations that did that. Not, not every event was that way. Like physics day, we worked with a group of physics teachers to put the physics book together. Um, but, uh, we did the mailing, like a big mailing to all the schools and, you know, promoted that, you know, educational event. And we did a lot of promotion at the teachers convention. So I always, every year I went to Atlantic city to the teachers convention they drink like fish. Um, What's this day? What do you mean day, yeah. Kat? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, a little secret. I'm a little hungover right now. But <laughs> <situation>. <laughs> Where do you think I learned it from? No, <laughs> no. no. But it was really nice to see that, you know, they ask you know, questions about the educational part of it. And there was, you know, because the park does offer that. So it's it's nice to show the park in different light, um, which is what I'm hoping to do a little today, too. Um where did but,
1: the Boy uh, Scouts and the Girl Scouts camp? What? Where did the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts camp during their campery? Were they like out in the safari, like fending off the baboons? Or?
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but they were near the safari. You could hear them at night, though. The lions barking and the baboons. Yeah. You could hear them. But there's a, a Switliff property, is what it's called, over there um, on the other side of the lake. This area
1: where Jordan stayed.
3: Yeah, like yes. the
0: old ball fields were back there. We used to help out with the uh, Boy Scout events on work for a lot.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So cut make... yourself short, even when you talk about the physics day. Mm-hmm. So I can't post, I can't post documents to the Facebook page for this podcast. I don't know why, but they don't let you post documents. I guess because the storage could, you know, it would take a lot of your storage mm-hmm. room. Yeah. But like, I went and when we were talking about the special events, like a couple podcasts back. Physics Day was one of them we talked about, and I went mm-hmm. and I pulled off the web because every different Six Flags park has their own Physics Day books.
2: And right, so they're all different rides, so, right.
5: all max, exactly. Um, so an exactly. So based on whatever they're doing for their rides, and they are impressive, and some of them are like their mm-hmm. manuals, like they they're mm-hmm. larger than the ride manuals that we have for like free fall. Mm-hmm. I was like. In, I was insanely impressed by them, and they're 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 also like it's like a workbook, but then there's also like a training book, and then there's a training book for the teachers. And mm-hmm. I was like, there's they're so impressively large and detailed, and that's something clearly your group is doing as well, because they're they're Great Adventure branded, so we know that we're not just i knew someone had to be doing it there's no mm-hmm. way
2: we're just like yeah go ahead and put our logo on that book we're, we're okay with that you know well if you did the work and you wanted to say it was ours we'd be okay with that <laughs> yeah, <well>. <laughs> <laughs> no no i worked with the with the physics committee um they would help us out anytime there was a new ride i you know they would come check out the ride figure out the problems and help us update the book ever so often when it nice. needed it so yeah, that was, I have that, I think I still have that PDF. <laughs> I have them too. I have them stored,
5: but I can't load them anywhere. So they're just sitting in a folder now, but there's, I mean, it is really cool though. The difference between the parks and how they look and everything. Some of them are like insanely cool. Like they're really cool documents. And it's like, you know, it sucks because no one will ever see them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only, like 10 years old. So they're, they're just done. Like. It's mm-hmm. like, you guys, all the ones from Six Flags from like 10 years, those rides are gone. Those books are, they're done. I mean, there's nothing the right. do rides right. don't exist anymore, you know, so, but it, they are pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, every park had their own budget, marketing budget, and what they did, and who they had in their location to work with, so some worked with like a professional printer and book writers. Some of us, like, our park, you know, you know, we were a huge park, so our money didn't go as far as we probably would have liked, but. Right, um, so you know, I I did it on my own, <laughs> and I have no math or physics skills whatsoever. So they could tell me anything, and I would have put it in
5: there. <laughs> <laughs> Either do we, and we all ran major rides, so yeah, good <laughs> yeah. exactly. <You're> company. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. well, I'm glad I worked in rides gosh. because it helped a lot when uh, we had uh, the coaster enthusiasts come, the acers, right. Uh, um, Cause I would have to give them uh, tours and I'd have to talk about in detail the different parts of a coaster. And I was like, Oh, I'm glad I know this. Stuff. Did you ever make it up? Like then- uh, once in a while, like, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, so what does this do? And I'm like, I uh, so I think it does this. <laughs> I
5: feel like, I feel like if you had, I feel like if we <laughs> had to give tours to ACE, and I'm, this is not disparaging them because obviously Ace was our bread and butter back then because they would come to the park all the time. But mm-hmm. I feel like those are the people that, as you're giving a tour, they're like, uh, 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 Miss Kat, uh, uh, that's, I that's why it is chemical mm-hmm. force driven. And I don't yeah. think what you're saying is right.
2: I feel like they would be correcting us all the time. Yes. They, Kat, did, they right? did correct me a couple times. I would get the year <laughs> wrong or whatever. But... Oh, yeah. I would have
4: turned around. Like, what the hell did you ask me for then? <laughs> 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 I mean,
2: I'm
4: not here to be tested.
2: Yeah. That's why Palooza wasn't
5: allowed out of it's the outside like. park. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, they,
2: they were fun people though. They loved the coasters. It was just so adorable to see them. We uh, when we took down Rolling Thunder, actually, um, they oh, all got God. a piece of Rolling Thunder. Oh, nice. and, uh, I have my own piece right here. Oh, nice! Rolling Thunder, Andy. How how annoyed? Where the, is the hell, hell is my
5: right
0: piece? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Thirteen yeah. years I took so care of that
2: right
3: Thirteen right now.
2: years. I want that. I'm so bad. <laughs> You don't oh, host any more parties, cat! i I have to put it in my safe when you come to my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really, really cool. That's it's one really of my favorite cool. pieces.
5: Yeah, there's still the station still there, hidden behind the entrance, which has a barricade on it. So I'm not, I'm not joking. i I've, I've, I've thought. Well, me and Scott decided to make our pilgrimage a couple times this year about maybe just slipping behind that gate and just whacking a
2: piece off for me and Andy, I really have. Cause there's they, probably, they probably there. have a bunch of wood. Because, like, there's a graveyard for all the old ride pieces. Oh, we know. Yeah. There's probably a stockpile over there. Yeah, but no, I want it
5: right out of the station. The station's still there. Like, mm-hmm. when you ride down the rides, you can see that actual station is yeah. still sitting there. So we could still hack a piece off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would, I would kill to take buttons off the thing. I would absolutely do that.
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> I'll do Lookout for you. <laughs> would you. Would you think you, that that was the plan? Would you? <laughs> um. So it's safe to say anytime we see things like, um, like I was pretty amazed a, a couple, about a month ago, they did a, they had their own wrestling convention. And it was kind of crazy. Like it was pretty cool. It was a Saturday and they had a bunch of the um, AEW is like the other big wrestling association right. outside of WWE. They had a bunch of the AEW guys come in, and they did a, a whole convention where it was like a three-hour meet-and-greet, just like any other con that you go to, where the wrestlers were sitting at tables, and you pay to get a photo and, a, and, a, and an autograph from them. And then afterwards, anyone that had an admission to the park got to see them wrestle for free. They had a wrestling actual match where they put a ring in your old area, Chris. It was in, it was in Movie wow. Town and i'm not sure exactly where but i know it was in movietown and everything is it safe to say whenever we see an event pop up out of the blue like that marketing's behind it
2: like that's oh, definitely 100% it's a promotions marketing event and so like all all those departments many departments would get together and do their parts to pull it together group sales would try to sell tickets for the event to their you know cuz we also sold to companies Um, So, you know, always promoting to purchase, you know, for them to sell their uh, employee benefit of what we call consignment tickets. Right. Um, But yeah, everyone doing their part, reaching out to their promoters to make sure it's on the radio, the advertising, print, social media. Um, Then the event folks are making sure all the departments know what to do for their part, and, you know, that enough people are coming. Who's on the list that needs to go through gate five? Right, right, right. Um, right. So, yeah, it's a big team effort. And then if you needed extra hands on deck, you know, you just reached out to any full-timer to say, hey, anyone want to help out? And People would. Nice. So you- yeah, usually events like that, we always try they always try to make sure there was like a meet and greet time, you know, just to make it that much more special, not just that it's in a theme park, which makes yeah. which is what I love too right. about doing special events at the theme park instead of doing like you know, some any old arena, it was you know, a backdrop of the theme park was just so cool. And yeah. and it was it was awesome to say that oh I put on events at a theme park at right. <laughs> And you know nice. so it was really cool. Speaking so, yeah.
0: of events, every once in a while we'd have some wacky wedding in the park.
2: Oh, like, no, um, we hated
0: people want to be married by Bugs Bunny or oh, yeah. Like, yeah. one couple those that got married women. on the lift of Rolling Thunder. Like, that goes through your department, also.
2: Yep, those went through P- PR and, and marketing if or events if we wanted to do it. Um, yeah, it's dealing with brides is you know. Not always fun. <laughs> um, but you know, but you still wanted to do your best to make it special and you know, so we you know, it was still, you know, they were more work than they're worth. Um, but you know, it's part of that you always want to give the guests a special day that they'll always remember. So yeah. you know, it was always nice to, you know, even as much of a pain in the butt they could be. It was still nice and, you know, seeing people get engaged and weddings. And when they opened the, um, the, there was a catering area in the safari. I don't know if it's still there now, Um, but we had a wedding there too. And that was a lot of work, but it was pretty cool though. It was
5: pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. That's good, though, because if you think about it, like it, it, like you said, like it seems like such minor things and kind of a pain in the ass thing. But for the park overall, if it all goes well, it's fantastic PR because yeah. it, it's like like right now we have a ton of new stuff that I, we're going to talk about in a little bit. And it's like funny because there's so much theme park news if you just Google it's insane. I mean, there's literally news stories like every single day. And I'm just talking about Six Flags news stories between the Six Flags parks, not even talking about like all the millions of theme parks that are out in the United States. You know, it's like and it's like the PR is crazy because some of the stuff is like, you know, it's funny because some of it's really good and some of it's really bad. I mean, you know, typical Internet news, but it's also, you know, PR is a big thing. And I think the park, needs that, you know, obviously needs it. So
2: right um, and, and it took uh, you know and when i worked there, there were three people that managed all the pr so whether it was a planned pr event or just something that happened and now they've got to manage it they had to monitor all the news feeds and then when social media came on board it just blew up so managing all that because even if something happened in a completely different park right not even just a six flags we right. had a similar ride that was still PR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People yeah, we, are calling yeah, in we're- saying, "Hey, what about your ride?" And you're like, "It's fine." Like, and you had to go through the spiel of telling everyone, "No, we have a great safety record. We check things five times every morning before anyone gets on." Like, you know, and I was able to talk about that too if I needed to with uh, guests and you know, or a, a group that was looking to host an event. And they're like, "Well, what about the ride safety?" And you know, and I was able to confidently say, "We check that every day." so we have multiple teams with special crafts checking these parts of the right. And it would make them feel good. So. Well, that's awesome.
5: That's an important thing to mention because you nailed it on the head. Like some of the rides that we have at Six Flags are not Six Flags exclusive.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
5: you know, billions of amusement parks have a sky ride. Right. Tons of amusement parks have a Roaring Rapids mm-hmm. and they're not, they're, they're not all exactly made by the same company, but honestly, most of them are. And so if one of the other parts that's not Six Flags has an injury there, you know obviously every park that has that ride is under fire now for like how are you proving that you're safe and blah 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 i mean mm-hmm. i was shocked because not too long ago they had a, a raft flip on a roaring ride ride and kill somebody and, and i'm so like, like how did that happen like I couldn't, I, couldn't on
2: that raft. I couldn't understand how that happened i wouldn't think of it but it happened you know and yeah. it's like yeah and I, i'm amazed i'm like how how did that happen because i can't even yeah. imagine that because we would check those boats all the time making yep. sure they're not flat and i'm like yeah. How did you let
5: that happen? It's crazy. Andy, did you see what Dennis put in the uh, chat?
3: What's
2: that?
5: Rode the last train of Rolling Thunder with my son, the roller coaster enthusiast of America. He rode the last Rolling Thunder train. I know I'm a little lost of that too, man. You know, this is how you know that you've been out of touch with the park for so many years, though, because like it, what I didn't even know the the Rolling Thunder was gone until like three years after it was gone. Like it was one of those things where it was like, wait, it's not there anymore. What you know, like, Mm -hmm.
4: same thing with free, it's all gone. Mm -hmm.
5: It's it's all good. It is. I mean, when me and Scott did our first walkthrough, like what, last year or the year before, whatever the hell we were able to back with COVID, it was like it was like an eye opener, like every major ride that we had known intricately. And I mean, not even as just supervisors, but even as like going to cover them or help work them or whatever just gone not just the gone. ones I worked well I mean, <laughs> I mean let's be honest the buccaneer and the kitty rides will always be there buddy okay my band's still standing right. loud
4: and-
0: <laughs> there mine mind train and plume are still there Steve that
4: is true that is true mind <laughs> train was my first roller coaster yeah man mind train- too. one of my first definitely one of my yeah, first, my first roller coaster.
1: Like 1st as in the first one you rode, or first, first
4: one I rode? I rode as a kid? Yeah, as a major coaster. I mean, I rode minor ones at King. little back kiddie back. ones. I'm not the counting. Yeah, Yeah, those weren't like roller. First adult. Yeah, first adult one I would call. it. Yeah, I yeah. That was lightning loops. Oh wow, that, that's hardcore. Yeah. yeah, I didn't Woo. want to do it. <laughs> a,
1: yeah, I think I was dragged on. <laughs> I don't <only> think <laughs> dragged me on there by my hair. Yeah, it was the '80s. I was like, forced. <laughs> screaming and everything that people working it didn't care (laughs) Uh and they did not care you're right there was no parent swap in the
4: 80s it was just you get dragged on forcibly put in the chair shut up and enjoy the ride you're gonna
1: like it
2: oh that was the best (laughs) and the parents were like hurry get him in get him in
1: (laughs) he's in he's in go go (laughs) but i I have to say though like roaring or uh, rolling thunder being taken down it was sad but at the same time seeing it next to el toro was
2: oh, re-
1: dwarfed! Like dwarfed. it yeah. looked like
5: a kitty ride next to El Toro. Like it was. Oh, like,
2: yeah. That's true.
5: It's still though. It's a classic, man. That's a classic. For me. You know, it's like whenever you see it, especially a Woody. There's this I mean, one of the newses we're going to talk about is about a Woody coaster because the Woodies are. Let's be honest. We all know also they're a massive pain in the ass for maintenance. Yeah. I mean, so, they yeah. are a massive maintenance pain yeah. in the ass. However, they just have an old school charm about them that mm-hmm. you know. Is yeah. just going away. The nostalgia. You
4: know? it's, yeah. it's a different yeah. ride experience. You know? I, mean, like a,
5: yeah. I don't know.
0: You could argue that you know all of our steel coasters were always cracking. You did. You could
4: you know,
5: right. throw a true. coat
0: of paint on Rolling Thunder. Every, I think about uh, it. So years. You, yeah, you
5: get some, that's a great, great, great observation though, because yeah. if you get a couple cracked boards on Rolling Thunder. They replace that shit like you know, like six a.m. in the morning. It's done before eight a.m. Like no one even knows. You get a crack in any of those wood, those metal coasters, and that shit's down for a month minimum.
2: Like that's it. It shut down for a month. You know what I mean? Like so you got to order the part. The part's got to come yeah. in, and yeah, it takes forever to get in. Yeah. And that's the other thing: They have to constantly check them
5: for stress fractures. And like you said, mm-hmm. once they have so many, they're like. Eh, maybe not worth
1: replacing. <laughs> maybe right. let's get rid of it, you know? So, but now true. the baboons have a great American screaming sheep loop to play on, so, yeah. Yes, I do see. like that. I'm not going to lie. When I
5: get to the end of the safari and you get to the baboon section and they have what looks like a lightning loop rope, but you know it's a screaming sheepies. it's still yeah. so cool that they're just hanging on it. I'm like, at least it lived on
2: somewhere. You yeah, know? the baboons <laughs> are enjoying it now. It's, it's good, good right? Right? <laughs> Man, those are mean guys. <laughs> yeah. i remember working late at concerts and stuff and you could hear the baboons and sometimes they would just be bloody murder screaming fighting and you're like someone's gonna die
5: going <laughs> Yeah, i was just gonna say me and, I mean, and andy i don't know if you ever i have i don't know if you ever have i have met the baboons i have <laughs> walked log flume and they're fuck- and I thought someone was sitting in the fucking chair. And then I'm like, I'm one station away. Like I, you know, I'm up on shoot, looking down at Spillway, and I'm like, that's not a person, and it's a fucking <laughs> baboon sitting in the, no, I'm I'm like, in the chair. I'm like, I'm not going down there, and I just turn around and go the other way and call, you know, call out to be like, we got baboons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've actually encountered them up on the log flu. and I, it, it's so funny because you're like. Why out of all the places you could go to you found a chair on the top of a ride to sit on? Like, what the hell was the appeal of that, you know? Who knows? Uh, like, I love it, if I was them, I'd be like, get over that lake and get the hell away from Six Flags, you know? And, they're like, oh, and then Steve the And then
0: Steve used them to run bathroom breaks. I did
3: <laughs> hey, you know. Well, he's no, there.
4: As well, get it, make it an efficient, you know, situation. Why
1: well, not? <laughs> you think they're bad now. Nah, wait till those hairy bastards figure out how to work cell phones and they start some <laughs> like, like, bad stuff about the park.
5: <laughs> It'll be Planet of the Apes soon That's enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. You, you look like you had a, a ninety-page list there. What else you got for us? <laughs> oh.
0: Well, I have a question. Purchase list. Okay. So we had a couple of times where, say, a you know, movie store or somebody would buy the park out, you know, uh, they mm-hmm. want to have their birthday party, or you know, after hours or something like that. Yeah. What does something like that cost? Well,
2: oh. It just yeah, depended on what you wanted and what was open. Like I know the movie store
4: yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> I remember Julia I, Roberts I, 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 a open for two yeah.
0: hours <laughs> one
2: mean, time
0: after closing for her birthday party. So
2: yeah I and mean, we really tried amount. to discourage that because we didn't want to close we really didn't want to close the park to guests like uh when we right. did it for Pfizer it was a lot of work and oh, turning people around was the hardest job like my most heartbreaking was uh, this these grandparents were bringing these the kids to the park and it was pfizer day and i and i try to quietly say Closed, but the kids heard me and they just started crying their eyes out. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, it broke your heart because these kids were looking forward to it. And you're know, like, I'm sorry, you Kelly. Know. We even had a bus of uh, 50 kids from the Bronx come. Let and we let them, them in. Holy <laughs> Wally, totally Wally World. It was all, I hated that thought <laughs> Yeah, I, didn't I can't remember. Even, yeah. Like it was, it was just, it was so heartbreaking. But I mean, Pfizer loved it. The guests loved having the day to themselves.
4: Pfizer was brutal. It was over fifteen thousand people, and mm-hmm. it was planned all year long. Just on the catering side alone, it yep. was absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Thirty six hours straight, I worked for Pfizer. It was awesome.
2: So you know, it's funny, and that's
5: how that. So Chris, you're saying how brutal it was. I was just about to say. I loved it from a rides perspective because yeah. I thought they were the nicest people. Oh yeah. They people. Generally the happiest people. Like our company bought this place out. We're getting on the rides right away. Yay. Like everyone was happy. People oh, were yeah. nice. Oh yeah. I always loved working trying to on feed, the world.
4: Trying yeah. to feed over 15,000 people. That's a people. different experience though. The one yeah. area is a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, brutal yeah, no. And not hamburgers and hot dogs. They had no. ribs. Fried chicken, hamburgers, hot dogs—like they had a huge, huge menu. They really went all out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always said the most irritating part was they booked. No offense, cat. I don't know who did it. I you didn't know. book it. I know who did. It, but they booked I booked a three thousand person breakfast. We only would do <laughs> a few <laughs> breakfasts a year. A year. And they booked a three thousand person breakfast yeah. the next morning after Pfizer. If I could find the person that did it, I would choke them even today. <laughs> I would, not I'm not a violent person. I would choke no, them today would, or at least yeah. give them a test to see how intelligent they are. Well, One no, the I've yeah. ever heard of. Everyone overstepped.
2: oh, I hated doing that too. Like we would try to not do that, but
4: oh, so bad. Three
2: thousand people. That's. Chunk of change. That... I
4: started at eight in the morning. Nope. Pfizer. I worked thirty six hours straight, and I wasn't the only one. A lot of people no, were doing no, no, that. No. It was absolutely brutal. It was the stupidest. Everybody knew it too. Everyone was like, "I no, can't it." No. it. Well, well,
2: you're not going to yeah. turn down three thousand people. Mm. You're just not.
4: And that's what it was. <laughs> that's probably what was they probably exactly did their
2: best to change the date, but sometimes yeah, that's just, exactly that's why. And you're like, no,
1: oh. that's
4: exactly why they did it. Julia Roberts' um, thirtieth birthday. We did at Granny's, and uh, Merrymakers, I believe, did the catering. I almost had a shot to cook, but Merrymakers, it was it would have been ridiculous. I was one person. Nobody else had any culinary experience. And there, was people <laughs> that could, there was no way we could handle it. It was just like, yeah, no, we have. And I think I was 24 or 23 at the time. No. Yes, 23. There's no way I had any business cooking for that, thing, you know, but uh, it was close. But uh, yeah, I know that cost tens of thousands of dollars all by itself alone. I can't even imagine what the park. I think they were filming stepmom in the area uh, and her 30th yeah. birthday um, was there. So they they booked out the park and everything. That was, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Absolutely great experience. Um, but uh, yeah, a small fortune, I'm sure.
2: Oh, um, yeah. I mean, Pfizer was millions of dollars.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. So
2: you know, because they invited doctors and everybody, like it didn't matter. And uh, but you know, if someone wanted to buy at the park, we would start with a million dollars. So you want the whole park the whole day on a Saturday? This is the starting point. Nice. And then go from there. And most people turned away. They're like, no, no, no. But then we added the um the tours. Mm. So you know, people would buy the tours, and and that that worked fine because they could. They basically still had the run of the park because they can go up the rise right away, eat whatever, play whatever, and not have to worry about anything.
5: Well, that's the big thing now. That's that's all yeah. the parks are doing that now. So mm-hmm. like we, um, COVID screwed this up, but we actually had one of those tours scheduled for my family for like Universal. Mm-hmm. And those tours are ridiculously expensive, but I know mm-hmm. people that have been on them. But like you said, basically what you're doing is instead of doing a buyout of the park, what you do is... All you have to do is take a, you know, a Gigi or a cat, you know, and you say, okay, you're my VIP person. You're walking this person and they bought six hours. So for that Mm -hmm. six hours, everything is covered. If they want to go to backstage, if they want to go to any of the eating establishments, including the ones that the employees go to, Mm -hmm. they can absolutely do that. And food Mm -hmm. is all covered for those six hours. If they just want to ride rides, they want to go on great American screen machine for six hours in a row. That VIP person will let them sit on that ride for six hours in a row. Back, the, That's all we are going to do. Go on it. You can do anything you want for that six hours. The second that six hours is over, you're a regular guest back out in the park, or you can leave. Oh, hey. <laughs> However, you paid like, you know, $10,000 for six hours of VIP treatment, but mm-hmm. during that six hours, you get anything you want. And I mean, like for Universal Park, it's pretty amazing because all the stuff that's closed to the public, they'll let you go there. They'll let you go in the backstage of anywhere. Like it's pretty, pretty cool. But that is now their way of getting around buyouts. And it's a smarter thing to do because, like you yes. said, it doesn't interrupt the flow of the park, doesn't mm-hmm. interrupt anything. The groups are never that large, so in reality, mm-hmm. if you bring up the exit. It's no different than the exit pass systems they have now, and yet they're making so much freaking money off of it. Oh, it's more
4: alternative. yeah. And
2: it's usually, and usually, it's a Saudi prince or some <laughs> top executive. I yeah. mean, we've had famous people once in a while. Like I met Salt and Pepper, nice. um, so that was pretty cool. And and I love working concerts because I can meet the famous people there. I actually had um, Lifehouse. Like, their, their song, um, You and Me, was our wedding song. And I got and I had them sign our little wedding guest book. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, but some people took being a, you know, buying, even if they just bought a, an event, right, 100 people, they yeah. felt they owned the whole park. And you're like, no, <laughs> you're 100 people. That's our minimum. That's mine. <laughs> but, you know, some people took it to the big level when they did like a large event, we had, um, a union. I'm not gonna say which one. Um, and, uh, they brought like about 7,000 people to the park. And for, and the head of this union had the biggest head of anyone I ever met. Like he was, <laughs> just he just was God to this group. Evidently. He wanted to have, uh, like they would bring, uh, people to do concerts for their group. They used to run out, a, a New York, uh, um, amusement park. And we we convinced him to come to us. And uh, so we were trying to give him like, oh, you know, right by the catering area, you could have the um, Batman Arena. It's right there. Everything's together. He's like, no, no, no. I want the Northern Star Arena. It's big. <laughs> Everyone's going to come. And we're like, oh, okay, fine. So we eventually gave in and gave it to him. But uh, he was the worst. Um, and then when I tried to renew him the following year, I was not putting up with him. He was like trying to, trying to make the meal cheaper. I'm like, I'm not gonna give you less money for the same thing. I'm like, I'm in sales. That doesn't work. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like maybe the same price. I'm like, but really I need to go up. And he's like, oh well, we'll see, we'll see. And then they were talking about like all the stuff they did. Like he was bragging about the organization, right, and how they had this one whiskey and cigar night. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And he's like, oh, you wouldn't come. I'm like. Yeah, I would. Why not? You know, hang out with a bunch of folks and have this mountain whiskey night. Why not? And he's like, I bet you don't even drink whiskey or smoke a cigar. I'm like, (laughs) You're the wrong person. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. He's like, "Um, No, I don't think so. He sent someone to go get a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, (laughs) and good too, by the way. So he poured me a drink, gave me a cigar, and I'm sitting there like, "All right, so we're going up fifty cents." (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah, he was just. Eventually, he got busted for taking bribes. But
1: (laughs) yeah, I see what (laughs) happened. Yeah,
5: we're being quiet about unions, but you know, there's a reason why I was very happy to to be out of the union real fast. You
2: know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they have their place. I mean, they're trying to fight for and be fair for the employees but you know they yeah, do they can get corrupted some not.
5: exactly some are great and some are not it, it, right. it, it is what it is however if you're if you feel like you're in a position of control over your job then usually they don't provide you a lot of help i always felt like with the great adventure union i've, I've said this in front of all of us before Cat, you may not have heard me ever say this but i know andy and chris and scott have said, heard me say this before i have always believed like if you did your job properly at six flags there was no need for a union rep yeah, like right. honestly, their union rep only helped you if you were getting fired. And 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 to be honest with you, well, if you're getting fired validly, they didn't help you. They, they said nothing had had
3: to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they weren't fighting negotiating raises, they weren't nope. looking for benefits. Like, no, nope. they did none of that. They just collected a they collected a check.
3: That's what it felt. What, like
1: it was like four or six dollars a week or something. It was to it enough to piss me them. off. Yeah. I remember that. And I didn't pay no, it five, exactly. <laughs> I didn't pay it very long. I was out of that pretty quick, but I was still like <laughs> Why am I
5: giving them this money? I'm not I'm not doing anything wrong. What do, yeah, what do I do? For it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
5: And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's things they do behind the scenes, you know, but I just never knew what they were. And that, I think that's maybe a bad part of unions is that the average person that gets forced oh. to be put in one doesn't always know what in the hell they're yeah, paying for. Yeah. yeah. And if they're doing a good job and they 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 you know they're a quiet person, then it doesn't seem like it's providing them anything. They and like Scott said. You don't hear of the behind. It's like I never once heard of any of the unions associated with great adventure, you know, negotiating a pay raise for me. So when I came back, if I was a lead, I would get 50 cents instead of a quarter. I never heard of no shit of anything like Man. that. No. The first time you I ever heard that was if someone got
1: fired, they, they brought yeah. them in. You got your 10 cent a year raise unless you were a supervisor. And then it was 25 cents a year unless you were Steve. Or Andy. Andy. <laughs> or Andy. <laughs> and they got their Sense, you know, but the rest of those soups got twenty five. Then-
4: I do remember hearing when they would be taking more money, you know, like <laughs> going from four dollars, five dollars. I do remember hearing that every so every couple of years.
0: Yeah, <laughs> We're Come on, on, it's New Jersey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so Jersey. Well, and they love their unions. We, we had an event where a Union was promoting whoever the Democrat that was running for governor. Like it was a big event to promote for the members to vote for this governor. And it was, I mean, all you saw was all these unions and they're all hooping and hollering, yay, vote for him, vote for him, all over the park. And then the opposite, the 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 person running against that governor hired a plane to fly across Great Adventure very low. Uh-huh. And <laughs> you're like, oh jeez, what did start?
5: I mean I think we could we could wrap the union talk up to Andy's point by saying we did open up with the Sopranos video time. Oh, so, so, appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like so appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to pivot for a second. We never talked about Mr. Six, but I can remember mm-hmm. on this podcast. We've never really had a conversation about Mr. Six. Right. My My favorite. So, you know, it's
3: funny.
5: This is the funniest thing. His official name is Mr. Six. However, let's be quite honest. To all of us, he was creepy old guy, right? I mean, did you Mm -hmm. ever call it when I was at the park and I saw those like videos and all that? Like I never. Well, first, I was already gone when he started. But even when I saw them like on the TV, I never knew his name was Mr. Six. I had no idea. I thought he was creepy old man. That's yeah. literally what I thought he was. I had no idea he had a freaking was name. You was know? it
1: the same actor who did the stuff at the front at the fountain as the the guy on the TV?
5: No, the the guy in the commercials was 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 the guy, and then they they had individual park would sometimes bring in like any other character. They would bring in people to put the makeup on and be Mister Six,
3: mm-hmm. but
5: generally for the commercials, it was one guy, and uh, and and I'll give you a. a brief recap of him. Um, So a description on which I love this on the the Six Flags wiki is an old man with an old man with a knack for fun. Mr. Six is known to ride his bus around the world, putting on a show and inviting kids and families to the fun of Six Flags. Mm. (laughs) That's what they describe him as. Um, He was introduced in uh, 2004 and uh it wasn't until 2018 that they actually were able to reveal who he really was because obviously it was a it wasn't an old man it was a it was a a a choreographer a dance choreographer under Mm -hmm. makeup and uh, a guy named danny and his nda expired around that time so that he was able to go public with it so it took like 14 years before they officially released like you know like who he was and everything but um, basically, Mr. Six is an advertising character that we used from 2004 to 2010 as an advertising campaign. That's why I brought him up on this one, because it kind of fit in with your cat yeah. um, yeah. by the American theme park chain. Six Flags appearing as an L- Now, I like their description better. This is from actual Wikipedia. And I like theirs so much better. Appearing as an elderly man wearing a tuxedo and thick flame glasses, he's usually shown stepping slowly off a bus before he suddenly performs a frenetic dance, to the instrumental version of the Venga Boy song, We Like to Party. and right. invites dressed and overworked people to come to Six Flags. That's right. way more realistic than the Six Flags wiki, you know?
2: So. Yeah, no, that's really what the point of him was, was to get people out of their mundane lives and go have fun because it was more flags, more fun. Exactly, exactly. That was his goal to hey, you know, um, what you normally do and come have fun,
5: yeah. Uh, Mr. Six's creation of Donor Advertising of Southfield, Michigan. How many people would have known that? Obviously, advertising (laughs) company created them. Not a shock there, right?
2: Yeah, Um, they they were an advertising company for the park for a long time.
5: I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. When I was looking into them, too, mm-hmm. that it looked like they had been there for a while. Um, the success of the ad became such that Six Flags toured the vintage bus featured in the ad to all of its 31 parks and sold multiple, multiple T-shirt lines based on the Mr. Six advertisement. Mm-hmm. Mr. Six also appeared on the nationally broadcast U.S. TV morning show, Good Morning America. Six Flags did not disclose the identity of the actor playing Mr. Six for some time, but eventually it became known that Mr. Six was played by choreographer Danny Teeson, And Teeson explained in 2018, the first few years, I had a really, really hefty freaking NDA, non-disclosure agreement, um, with my contract. So if I said anything, I would have been sued up the yin-yang. <laughs> 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 um, now, here's where it gets interesting. Um, it, it listed under retirement and revival. And this is kind of funny because it shows the politics of the park. On November 29, 2005, Daniel Snyder, owner of NFL's Washington Redskins, took over Six Flags. And the next day, the very next day, he announced the retirement of the ad campaign. Snyder said that Mr. Six was absolutely pointless and that its playtime motto would be immediately dropped and Six Flags' next ad ad campaign would be called Friendly, clean, fast, safe service huh. that sounds so much better to the public than you know. <laughs> no, that's the mantra.
2: You... Playtime. <laughs> oh my god, the god. mantra. I forgot about that mantra. You yeah. got so when you were an employee and you worked out in the park, you had to carry around this little book of information, and the first part was the mantra. And so, like, if you were shown doing the mantra when you were out in the park, then you got mantra money to go spend at the at the Bugs convenience Bugs store. Yeah, this
5: is some Bugs Bunny money bullshit after we left the park is what yeah, this we is. Called
2: it, it was called mantra money, yeah. So I had to carry around mantra money to give to the seasonal employees.
5: That is funny. Yeah,
2: um, that, was, that was a big thing for him.
5: So then it goes on to say, despite this, the mascot was still prominently featured at Six Flags theme parks, though, on merchandise until his final revival in 2009. This Mr. Six campaign was replaced by More Flags, More Fun campaign, which introduced an unnamed character shouting the timeline to viewers. And I do remember that. Those Mm -hmm. commercials went from being the which he kind of liked. It was a little catchy. Even when it played, when we started this, me and Scott were kind of doing a little dance, right? And then all of a sudden, they switched it. And remember those commercials? Well, it more fun!
4: And yes, I was like, oh, yelling at you. Yes. I
2: commercial yeah. yeah, the commercial yelling at. Stop it! The idea, I believe, was stemming from all the, the popularity of the Japanese game shows. Yes. Ah. So that was kind of where the idea was going, but no one liked it. And that's why,
4: You know, same thing, right?
5: Well, what's <laughs> funny is it goes on to say... On February 2nd, 2009, Mr. Six began appearing in place of the unnamed Asian character in the More Flags More Fun mm-hmm. ads on Six Flags' website. In March 2009, uh, Six Flags announced a return of Mr. Six to promote their 2009 season and opening press releases, tons of different press releases. And uh, basically, he resumed appearances in a number of uh, new television commercials where he dances and says he basically took over the tagline, more flags, more fun, but in his way. And at that point, they brought in his little, which I don't even remember this, they brought him a yes. little sidekick, little <laughs> six. Yeah, and I don't even remember that, a much it's younger exactly version
3: massive. of him. <laughs> yeah. um,
5: the funny part is, I didn't even know this, two of the parks actually went so far as to create attractions based on him. So Six Flags yes. in England had Mr. Six's Pandemonium, which was a spinning roller coaster basically named after
2: it basically was a mousetrap.
5: Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, six flags magic mountain. Well, they, they were, they were trying and they eventually got him out, but they were doing basically Mr. Six's splash Island, um, which is, you know, hurricane Harbor, but with his name on it. Um, and then they did a dance coast, Mr. Six's dance coaster, which was a roller coaster that got delayed to 2011, but then finally did open and did have his name on it. But I have a feeling those do not have his name on it anymore. <laughs> but, I
4: was gonna say that's uh-huh. a heavy buy-in to uh to a guy to a Right guy. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. He named the park after him.
5: Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, the only other thing of note for him at this point that I could find after doing a lot of research was that uh, he he actually they actually did do an episode of, of Letterman where they, they kind of did a whole parody over him. And but in the parody Letterman did, he was just running people over with the bus, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought is hysterical. Um, I remember that that's fantastic. And then Robot Chicken did one, which I remember seeing Robot Chicken's where it's little claymation animation on uh Cartoon Network. And uh, on their version, basically, like he was dragging around, like (laughs) he was was dragging around a woman, a man, a cop, a corpse, and a body bag. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> I thought that's hysterical. And then apparently he was parodied twice on Saturday Night Live. And that's that's pretty much it for Mr. Six. After that, Mr. Six kind of just disappeared. So... Yeah,
4: I don't know what happened know. Died, <laughs> yeah. Died of old age.
5: Died of old age. And the makeup was done really, really well back yes. in the day. I mean that that's the day when silicone was becoming more prevalent. That looks yeah. I would love to talk to Danny because that looks like silicone makeup not. That you know the old school yeah. foam prosthetic makeup, and uh, it looks good. And to his credit, I think there's seven commercials. I, I was going on YouTube and looking lot I think it's seven different commercials he ended up doing, but they're all kind of fun. Like they are yeah, absolutely yeah.
4: fun. That's it was very successful. All that parodying yeah. is, is a sign that it's so successful. Absolutely. Maybe if not Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you got to might have gone a little far by naming a park after him, but no, uh, yeah. yeah, super successful though. Oh, I mean, we're still talking about it today at the park not the park <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. um pretty interesting though man I mean it's funny because I think like mr six was such a big deal but it's so weird too because he's a big deal after our time like I was gone in 97 this guy that, that was way after our time but right that actually was like one of those weird things where like it was so popular that even me even being so disconnected with the park at that time like completely disconnected I knew most of this stuff. Like, I didn't know about the, you know, like the Letterman thing or any of that, but I pretty much knew all of it. And I, I'm positive I saw all those commercials at the time. So it's kind of crazy that, that that had such a big impact, you know?
2: Well, I think it was not just Mr. Six, but it was also the music. The music was catchy sure. and people knew it. And rec- I mean, as soon, like, I would used to, uh, we used to have a promo van that I would drive around. Right. And um, like, I went to the Balloon Festival, I went to the Ocean County Fair, anywhere you went. And as soon as that music came on, everyone started doing the Mr. Six dances.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Everyone knew Six Flags, so it was the it was a it was just a good time, time in which they did a good character with good music, and it was very memorable. In that, well,
4: absolutely yeah. agree. And there were some bad ones. We saw some bad commercials. Like I got to say that when Warner Brothers owned was probably I thought was my favorite time. The commercials mm-hmm. were a little too trying to be Disney. And it just didn't work for me. I remember watching them in, like, uh, almost like an upfront type of scenario where they brought us all in to check out the new promo. Uh, promo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really care for it. It was, like, trying to be Disney, and they weren't there yet, you know? So yeah, it just didn't yeah. work. It didn't work. This was far more effective and more appropriate mm-hmm. for the party. Yeah. Right I mean, all of us looking back, though, I've,
5: and we might have said this, or like, on prior podcasts, but in reality, I always think that's a – that. That's a failure with management whenever the new management takes over six flags that they think that they can take on a year-round theme park that truly is themed and not a year-round park and their themes are always haphazard as shit so it's like at the moment they decided to be a roller coaster park or you know an action park and not a true theme park anymore they need to stop that because they yes. it just never works. It n- always makes them look like a pale comparison exactly. to what they're trying to be, which is Disney and universal. And we all know it, you know, so right. it's always kind of seems to me like a big failure of theirs, but you know, um, before we jump into any of the, the, and we got, we got a lot of like fun, silly news stuff that, that I pulled out from the, you know, the webs, but uh, before we do that, Kat, did you have any other, any other interesting marketing things you want to touch on? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, I love the list. I'm like,
2: what are my list? Oh, my God, I don't even know. But um, <laughs> so many. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was a great experience. The best part of it was working with everyone in marketing and upstairs because there was finance, payroll, um, purchasing, and
5: my last question to you. Who did you work with upstairs? What other departments were up there with you? Because I don't think anyone even knows these departments exist. Even though logically speaking as an adult, you should realize like there has to be a purchasing area. There has to be a finance area. Like there has to be a safety area. Like, you know, but I don't think most people that just worked out in the park on a ride or in grounds or anything really even understand that all that stuff's going on behind the scenes, you know?
2: Right. There's about two there at the, when I worked there, there were about 200 people that worked full time. And, you know, we had two weeks off at the end of the year around Christmas. Um, but then as soon as you got back, it, you were rocking and rolling, getting ready for the next year. Right. Um, so, you know, some people had to keep those plans moving forward. And um, so upstairs, you know, we had the ticketing office, you know, that sent out our group sales tickets and did put in all the codes into the POS system for the group tickets. And... Um, and then the finance, you know, watching all the pennies, and then uh, payroll was up there, so I could always go get my expense check or my paycheck up there. <laughs> so, Not go far for that. <laughs> uh, and then purchasing um, worked with us uh, up there as well. So um, we had we had uh, guest relations at one point, and uh, and the park president is up there too. Gotcha.
5: Very cool. Very cool. So, all right. Well, let's pivot into some news. So, so did you guys hear what happened last Friday, the uh, the twenty second? So the park actually had its its first big power failure of this year, oh. and in in like you know, I mean, only like for New Jersey, ninety five degree weather. Add the humidity, in it was registering at one hundred and seven. You know, and uh, it's it's worth. Like looking up the pictures of the news reports, because what ended up happening, I give the park a lot of credit. First of all, they never opened, they never managed to open the park, like like the actual amusement park didn't Mm -hmm. open however, they did, they were able to open a safari, they were able to open Hurricane Harbor, and in that weather, they did offer anyone that had already bought a park pass absolute free access to both, safari and Hurricane Harbor, all day which was pretty cool. However, most people did not take it and so there is this massive line. And as we all know, if you're waiting in a line that goes from front gate all the way around to where Scream Machine used to be, which is now Superman the Ride, in the parking lot, there's no cover. So you're just sitting on the tar in a line mm-hmm. in the open sun on top of the baking tar. And apparently people did that until like six o'clock at night from well,
1: 10 in the it like a good time
5: Yeah. <laughs> in where that truly was New Jersey like 107 degree with humidity and you know complained. <laughs> it's like- yeah.
2: Oh, we let people complain. They'll complain wanting everything. I hate it. Hey, I remember when we had lost power and I worked there and the guest really we had to go help guest relations, you know. Yeah. Well, how, how many tickets you got give me your ticket stuff. here you go have a nice day like and that's know, all you did know. all day was just here here's your free ticket here's your free ticket here's your free ticket right. and i, I can know. even imagine standing outside there because there's no bathrooms i mean there are there's porta johns in the bus station right at the other end of the parking lot but like stand there all day I mean, power
1: failures we would be down for a while but we never This closed. was one of the few ones I yeah. ever saw that they didn't open the whole day. They'd no, never, they never opened
5: the next day, but they they end up never opening for the whole day. That the actual park stayed closed the whole day, which is a pretty big rarity, especially in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we it's, it's, it's it's fun to look at though, and, and this is me just being like a total asshole. But it's fun to look at the pictures of the news reports because you just see this massive line out with no shade wow. and they're all, all the way out. And it's like an aerial view of this big ant line that goes by like, you know, like 600 people. And I'm like, all I can think is like, what assholes?
2: Why, why would you just what? sit there all day? Like, what is wrong with you, you know? What are you like, waiting for? And <laughs> yeah. that's not the problem. People start, <laughs> right like, start rumors right?
4: that,
2: oh, they're like- giving this away. They're giving that away. So people stand in line thinking that's what we're giving out. Wow. And it was like, nah.
5: If, if if I was there with my family and they said, you could go to Hurricane Harbor, you go to the safari, we're going to let you in for free, or we're just going to give you a ticket to come back another day or a refund, anything you want, the last thing I would be doing is singing that fucking song. Sitting locker. in the
4: parking it, lot. It
5: made no yeah. sense to me. I was like, yeah. dumb. But,
4: you know. For some mm-hmm. reason, I just had a real happy memory, not to change subject, but I just thought of it now. I don't know if maybe because the park was closed. Remember rain days? All of yeah. a sudden, it reminded me, I'm like, wait a second, like, where you're listening to, you're trying to listen to see, is the what's the attendance at are they gonna close you think they're gonna close oh, yeah. oh, <laughs>
5: like, oh, oh man
4: I, I thought it was the best
5: being a supervisor though because you know you're yes. either sitting in the coaster shed or the mine train <laughs> you
4: know and then yeah we'd re- be re-
0: all cozy and warm you yeah
5: know,
4: I mean, you that know, was so nice. bullshitting with whatever employees you were really friendly with yes. uh, for that closing, one of line. the best <laughs> times ever. were are on those days, even when it didn't happen. Too, it was still a good time. It was you know? a good time. That it intrigue.
2: Time. <laughs> really, really, my very first opening day in 2000. It snowed five inches. Wow, it was still opened. Wow. There were 27 wow. people waiting to come in. All they wanted to do was process their season pass, but we still
5: opened. Uh, I truly don't remember. Actively working there out when the park was supposed to be open and it's snowing. Snow, I do not remember. Storms mm. out the ass, I remember. hail oh, yeah. I remember. Heat waves, I remember. Yeah. Power failures, but I don't remember snow. My I don't friend, first. Opening we brand. had
0: a couple of April snows. You know, it yeah. was just short-lived, like, one-day things, and it was all gone. Time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: yeah. I'm sure there were, I just, I honestly don't remember. They're not memorable to me, and that kind of sucks. <laughs> I wish I could, you know? <laughs>
2: well, we, would, we would be in the fun factory going down the slide, and because of the snow and what uh, it was inside, you would go sliding out the door, the fun factory. That's it nice. was such a blast. <laughs> That's
3: awesome. Yeah. I remember
0: going to park in the off-season when it went snow, and that was really cool. And it was, was super great. quiet. Oh, was nobody weird. out there, yeah. Again.
4: Snowy work through.
5: Yes, you yeah. know what's great? You always were afraid they were going to cancel work crew because of the snow, but they generally didn't. Yeah, so yeah. Yes, because of the snow, but you were there and it was fun. You just hung out, it was awesome, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were in a pickup truck so you could get around. You were all right, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, all
5: right, here's a weirder news report. This is cool. This is really cool. Um. I don't, it's not everywhere yet, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to probably try to move this around to other parks, but. Six Flags America, which is you know one of the Six Flags parks in Maryland, becomes the first certified autism center park out of Six Flags. Nice. And so basically what they did is Six Flags America is the first theme park in Maryland to become a certified autism center. With this accreditation, the park will have specific days, which right now there's only two this year, so it's not like there's a ton. But when you hear what they're doing, it makes sense that there's only a couple of days they do this but they'll have specific days dedicated to guests with sensory sensitivity. And they now offer a special restraint harness system that allows guests with disabilities to access every six flags ride. What the fuck is that system? I, they don't go into any detail about what that is, but I would a love to know what jacket. that is. What is
0: it? It's a straight jacket.
5: <laughs> Put them in a straight jacket
4: and drop the harness. That would... <laughs> That's so harsh, man. It's a leash. um
5: it's pretty cool dude um i mean they have a whole bunch of other shit in here i'm not going to go into too much of it but um basically they train a whole bunch of special employees to handle autistic guests and specifically ones with sensory uh sensitivities and they have guides for them like so for those two days when you come in you could be assigned a guide depending on like how much your needs are and everything and they'll walk you around and they actually changed all the signage for the two days in the park so that if the signage is something that overstimulated them, it took it down. Yeah. They, they did, like, noise reduction stuff. They did so much stuff wow. in this park for those two days. And I was like, it's pretty cool, man. The whole thing sounds really, really neat. Yeah, I like that. I think it's just cool that they're, they're kind of doing stuff like that. I think, you know, that's the type of stuff they need to do more of that, you know, people, they don't get any recognition for. But kind of like the marketing department, it's out there and it's really, yeah. really cool.
4: No, Uh, there are years, too, where I probably would have said, you know, when the park was kind of shitty, you know, and I could see them going more of the Andy route that he was joking. But, like, I would be interested to see what it actually was. Like, how did they accommodate? What apparatus did they use? You know, I would probably find it online. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean – the. The ending paragraph is there'll be
5: reduced triggers throughout the park, including no audio sound or music where possible signages, highlighting surprise sounds and experiences will also be set up. Free noise canceling earplugs will be available upon request. Mm -hmm. Low sensory locations will be identified throughout the park. So they could go to that and relax if they need to. That's like really going above. So
0: basically no game square.
5: Yeah. Shut all that stuff down. I I would think, you know, So, but still pretty cool, man. I give them a lot of credit. I hope other Six Flags parks like kind of like jump on that. And, you know, again, they're only doing it for this year. What were the two days? They were doing it. um, They're doing it on July 27th and August 17th. So the, the, and they're still open to all guests on those days, except the park is specialized in like, you know, everything is going to be applicable like they said, but Mm -hmm. any guest can come in still too, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Um, Pivot out. This is not Six Flags. However, credit the Six Flags for not getting involved in this shit, although I don't think anyone would even pay this at Six Flags. But I think you guys know that, like, um, you've probably heard of this, is that you know, uh, Star Wars is doing their whole Disney Wish thing, right? Which is like their big ship that's like a Disney ship and all that. One yeah. of the things they put there that's special is you can get a uh, a Kyber Crystal, and the Kyber Crystals are what you make a lightsaber out of. You get a Kyber Crystal Cocktail. I specifically picked this one for you, Kat. <laughs> On the Disney cruise, you could get a Jedi kyber crystal cocktail. So. How much you think you get? Oh, how much you think you're gonna pay for that cocktail before you say sold? Do you get to keep the
1: kyber crystal?
5: You do get to keep the special kyber crystal cup that comes in.
4: Oh, and it's
2: $24. Oh, more than that. You're talking <laughs> at least $50, 60 bucks. <laughs> well, I think
4: it's they had, so they, I know they have a drink in the thousands, but I can't remember how oh, much hey, oh, it's five. Five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real gem, right?
5: Yeah, I, I don't think it's even a real gem, dude. I think it just glows. I really.
0: Plastic.
5: Plastic. Got a lot of backlash. Uh, a lot of backlash. They insane. I don't like- I really believe that sadly enough, it got the backlash because people want to see it and buy it, and it's five thousand dollars. And I better
4: drink it. that shit and cool. have the force. I better be able to pick up that cruise ship by like this. I I <laughs> yeah, see. I better have the
5: force after that. Yes, hell oh, yeah. Here's what's so great about this, though: Universal swipes at Disney as much as they can. So oh, yeah. if you actually follow them online, they just shit on each other. Now, Disney oh, yeah. generally takes the high road, but Universal's right there in the gutter like, fuck Disney, you know? Oh, and so Universal oh, yeah. made a big deal of saying, why go get a Kyber Crystal when you can get an Ocean Attack cocktail only available uh, at Shaz Alcatraz and blah, 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 blah. And it's our, our alternative to a 5K drink and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's hysterical that they are literally calling them out on it. And then they point out ours is only $11 with tax. And that's nice. it. <laughs> nice. Nice. I will say the cool thing is I will post this article on our Facebook page because it has a link to, there's a guy that in, the, in it's only served in one place in universal. It's obviously their jaw of strength. Okay. That's the whole thing. And it's kind of cool because, they have a video of this one guy at that location named Murph. And he's the guy that you that they're like, if you can get it when Murph is making the drink, you want to get it when Murph is making the drink. And this guy is so fucking fun. He's like a little bartender, dude, right? Like a yeah, middle-aged <laughs> bartender, dude. But he actually, like, uses a little Jaws puppet when he's making it and <laughs> makes little comments. Oh, yeah. And it comes with, like, a Jaws swizzle stick. He puts little shark gummies in it, and then when it's all mixed up and done, okay, and it gets, like, a couple special shots and everything, and it's a blue drink that look like water. When it's all said and done, he shoots it with a couple shots of grenadine, until so it looks like blood. Just- <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>.
3: <laughs> it's
2: yeah.
5: pretty badass. I thought it was pretty cool. But,
2: I paid uh, $50 for that show.
5: <laughs> right I know but it's also like it's so funny man I mean 5k for a fucking drink but it's oh even God, what the hell
4: is that. it doing yeah I better have gold and diamonds no and shit, I mean right? I mean, even even
5: Goldschlager, which supposedly we we're ingesting little gold slivers, was like $11 a bottle, you, know? <laughs> so,
4: you know? And who the you? hell's buying it? Like, who are you catering to, this $5,000
5: drink? Everybody made that price can
2: totally misjudge their buying on it. Yeah,
5: who
4: are you selling this to?
5: Well, I think I think they figure half the people that are on that Disney cruise already have a shitload of money anyway, so they're yeah. just going to try to you know, milk them for what
4: they can get, you know?
5: But, there are um,
2: families that go on that cruise. Like. I
5: know. Well, that's where the uproar came from. That's where the uproar <laughs> came from. That, like, mainly families were like, what is this bullshit? We're not on here for a $5,000 cocktail,
4: you know? Yeah. So, crazy?
5: A <laughs> little crazy. Um, here's a fun one. Employee accused of stealing over $1,000 from a popular theme park. And the theme park is Cedar Park. And this one's a little weird. So I actually thought it was kind of interesting, though, because obviously we've worked in games, most of us. So we we have experience with people stealing, you know, and and, in the park. So uh, Curtis Fraze, 38, was arrested and and attained in the Erie County Jail on charges of theft and identity fraud. Frazier was a waiter at the Famous Dave's located inside the Cedar Park theme park. According to the police report, Frazier applied a 20% employee discount into the register using, wait, but it gets better, using other workers' ID numbers. And then instead of passing the discount to the customers, he pocketed the 20%. (laughs) Employee ID numbers phrase used belonged to employees of a California theme park also operated by Cedar Fair Entertainment, possibly Knott's Berry Farm, but Mm -hmm. not from his own theme park. So how the fuck did he even get the ID numbers to put him mm-hmm. in for the discount? Okay. That is one thing that I'm like well, that's a little weird. The other park
1: that been- Well, uh, I, there's got to be
5: yeah. someone at the other park doing the same yeah. thing, right? But then it gets even better. Here's another weird thing. According to the police, the restaurant manager became suspicious when he noticed Fraser was getting gaining a large amount of tips despite not working as many hours, and that made him into the investigation. They found that he that the, he basically stole $1,136 in discounts um, when, they, when they were asked for a statement. That's the amount they released. But here's where I, I kind of feel like maybe that manager is not being truthful because if he used other people's ID mm-hmm. numbers, how did the manager know that he was getting an excessive amount of tips because they weren't going to his ID? Right. That's, that doesn't compute either, right? <laughs> right pretty interesting that's a pretty thoughtful way of stealing like as opposed to just being like i know there's cameras all around me i'm still going to take my dollar out of my till which is what we dealt with you know (laughs) it was a little more genius he was like all right i'll just uh use somebody else's idea and take the, you know like pretty cool man it's kind of crazy you know (laughs) um here's a funner one uh this is from late june so this is actually from last month uh, Six-flag Siberian tiger gives birth to a rare litter of five. Oh, catty five catty. Yeah, five cubs. Wow. Um, and here's what's so cool. So it, it's one of our Siberian tigers gave gave birth to five cubs, which is supposedly, like, unbelievable because apparently yeah. typical tiger. Goes, yeah, one or two. Um, mm-hmm. They said four max. They almost never see five. Mm-hmm. However, what is really cool about this Scientists estimate there's fewer than 500 of these tigers left in the world. So, this birth alone increased a oh. population by one percent in the world. Wow, that's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. That is nuts, but that's really, really cool. Um, I just thought that was neat as shit. I'm like, holy shit, they had one like set of you know, like, like baby Morning tigers. tigers yeah, well, good for them, man. Let them keep <laughs> on
2: doing it, you know. Um, you know, the tigers. When we first got those tabby tigers, I was working at Great Adventure at the time. Right. And so to get them acclimated to people, they would bring them upstairs. And we would be oh, able to pet them and play with them. I, yeah, cool. it was really cool. So they would bring all the new animals up. I got to play with kinkachus and monkeys nice. and that's um, dad lions. That's yeah,
3: awesome.
2: yeah that was Probably the best part of the job was that. Driving through the say. car in the springtime
1: when love was in the air. And-
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watch out. So there was, was always a-, a news press on how many babies were born. <laughs> I <like that. laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, was a little at the time, so she wasn't paying any attention. But me and my wife, as we drive through the lion, there's a male lion going to town, but the female couldn't even be bothered to get up. She was like, just like laying on her own. <laughs> <laughs> just, and, do just do yeah. it. Just <laughs> do it. It's over with. <laughs> my wife was like oh that doesn't look like any fun for her i was like
5: no, i don't think he cares <laughs> you weren't like well we've been married for five years that's us <laughs> um now funny as a tagline off of that article and i knew about this i actually thought about doing this and i just want to pass this off to you guys to get your thoughts and this i also put deliberately for you cat because i'm sure this game for marketing They offer this year a safari overnight camp at Six Flags on July 15th to 16th. It's a one-night event only, okay? It's described as, pitch a tent and bring a sleeping bag to take part in exclusive animal activities, including giraffe feeding and other special animal appearances. Advanced tickets are required, space is limited, blah, 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 blah. So then you go to the actual July 15th GA advertising of this, and it's advertised as Camp under the stars at wild safari. Uh, pitch a tent at Camp Adventura and fall asleep to the lullaby of lions roaring. Join us for an exclusive safari overnight featuring animal activities, giraffe feeding, other special animal appearances. All you have to do is bring your tent and a sleeping bag to make memories that last a lifetime. So what you actually got out of doing this, okay? The event ran from the night of July 15th to the morning of the 16th. Um, It ran from 5.30 at night to 9.30 a.m. the following morning. It did not include specifically, it states, um, where do I have it? Um, It does not, and this was kind of why I didn't do it. It doesn't include theme park tickets or the safari off-road tickets. It is its own thing, and you don't even get to go through the safari as itself. Wow. Oh it's a little bizarre that they excluded it, and they made a point of saying not include it in this, in this special discount like like event. But what you did get is you got a, like, it, it just said you get a breakfast the next morning, and then they boot you at 930. They did not go into detail what it is, so I'm sure it was like your typical like hotel breakfast where it was going to be like, you know maybe oatmeal and like some freaking, you know, donuts and stuff and coffee. Uh, That's why it
2: probably yeah. was just a continental breakfast of, it's continental, uh, tables,
5: was of um, terms, I've it. done those breakfasts. You know what's so yeah. fun? I haven't had to travel for work for three years and the word continental wouldn't come to my head and I was so proud of it. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I put on it, lots
2: of those it, breakfasts.
5: <laughs> it was, if, if I'm, and I didn't write it down here. I'm surprised I didn't. I believe it was 250 bucks a person. Okay. And that's everybody Like you bring in your party it was 250 bucks. And basically all you did was there was a special area that mm-hmm. they put that was right near where the giraffes actually are. Mm-hmm. And really all you got out of it were two things. You got to camp overnight. So you got to hear the safari around you while you're in that area. Okay. And you absolutely got one hour where you got to go to the giraffes and feed the giraffes completely freely for an hour. Which they is just awesome. You, that's fucking amazing, and
2: that is that so much fun to really do. Really
5: cool, really cool. If I had already done that for free, I would have thought about doing it. But then I was like, two hundred fifty. I would have obviously brought my lady. It would have been five hundred bucks. You're only there from five thirty at night, and the only other event that they had there, which I was a little surprised by, was they were going to show you a movie. It was an uh-huh. outdoor movie, and it was, and they didn't even tell you what movie it was. But uh-huh. they didn't- <laughs> They didn't tell you what movie <laughs> there was no details. I was a little surprised. <laughs> and so really, the and, and there's there, they said there's other special animal activities, but outside of the movie, nothing else was ever fully advertised at all up to the day of the event. So really the only thing you know you'd pay like 250 bucks for is a continental breakfast, a movie, and feeding giraffes for an hour. And I was kind of well, like, that's not worth 250 in okay. my head, however it is still pretty goddamn cool if they offered it, you that know? Is cool.
2: So I probably know why you can't go through the safari because the animals are on very strict regimen of when they eat, when they go, when they're put away, because um, they do get, uh, some of them are put away into like uh heating houses Right. 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 During the winter. But, um, but it's very strict. and, and Animals are sensitive. So, like to see people after a certain time that they're not used to, that would totally wig them out. I mean, I'm surprised the giraffes were being fed, but it was probably a feeding time that they were allowed to do that. But that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. That's probably why, because it d- animals just aren't used to that. And you probably wouldn't get to see much, anyways, because animals are going to what? Are, are, they have their time periods and they're probably going to bed anyway. So,
1: you true. You a boon in your tent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: And <laughs> what if the movie was glitter or some shit? Like, yeah, well, what the movie is.
5: What movie? Is. I have a feeling the movie was some type of kitty because it was it was really aimed for families to bring their kids. But yeah. I mean, at 250 bucks, it's kind of like they That's might wait overnight you, for the, with the kids. Yeah, or they might as well give you a kyber crystal cocktail to go with it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, it was probably one of those kitties animal mm-hmm. movies, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but um. Yeah. But it's still- a very
2: big section, so it wouldn't have been a lot of people either.
5: True. Um, all right. We are running close to our time, and we have a lot of other interesting news things. So I'm going to pick three to close up real fast. So today, so, and this is a follow-up to our talk about the wooden coaster. Today, a popular wooden coaster is actually closing. Today is the last day you could ride the Wildcat. And uh whatchamacallit, the Wildcat is a a massive woody wooden coaster that they've had forever at Hershey Park. Oh, and yeah. it is, is 3,100 feet of wooden track and it is closing today. Wow. Um they they and they announced that this is the cool thing about it though, it may not fully be like it bummed me out to hear that because it opened in 96. Um, it was uh whatchamacallit? It was named after the Wildcat, which was Hershey Park's first roller coaster ever. Uh, And that one operated from 23 to 45. Um, And it was made with half a million um, planks of southern yellow pine, which is crazy, right? But um, what they did post, though, implying that that they are not getting rid of the wood fully, though, they might be putting another Woody in there, is they literally asked on their Twitter feed, what would you do if you had 3,100 feet of wooden track left? Stay tuned for details. So hopefully that means they're remapping it into another wooden roller coaster and not just trash. But it did kind of bum me out to see like – fuck another wooden coaster going
4: biting the dust you know like no i i just happened to be there a couple like i think the month after it opened i didn't go for that it just oh they got a brand new coaster it was great i loved it like i don't know if they ever painted it but i love that they didn't paint it because that's always one of the biggest bitches about the wooden coaster like you gotta constantly maintain the paint it was all just natural wood it was a beautiful coaster a lot of fun too
5: yep 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 um <laughs> this one shocked the hell out of me. This game. This was from July seventeenth. A father says his thirteen-year-old daughter was publicly humiliated about her weight after she was turned away from a water park ride. Okay. Okay. So we've all dealt with the harness bullshit. Where, look, sorry, buddy, you're just too big. I can't get no. the harness down. You're not going on this roller coaster. That's it. That's that's a fact, right? Mm-hmm. Harness makes sense. You could show them. I can't lock this harness. You fly off. That's how it works. I can't nice. let you on, right? Nice. However, we also all worked at the water park, meaning our water park, not the current Hurricane Harbor, but the you know the, the Adventure oh. River Park. And this is a little bit different because um so <sighs> raging rivers water park in Grafton, Illinois has scales at every water slide, actual scales and so their newest ride which is called the mississippi monster has a weight capacity of 200 pounds they look at you and if they think you're heavy they make you step on that scale and in front of everybody it's up and what's even worse this is even worse the girl only weighed 205 five pounds above and they were like sorry yeah wow, wow. Everyone. so now everyone knows her weight because it's oh girls sitting in the public and i was like holy shit
2: i would never work there wow no way no
5: and so way. the spokesperson said um you know our goal is never to embarrass anyone um, and get know, rid
4: of the that weight, weight. your goal.
5: <laughs> yeah, get rid of the scales. <laughs> Take precautions to ensure the safety of our guests, you know, make sure that, you know, everything's good on all of our slides and attractions. And then, because that didn't fly, and they just got even more negative feedback, they basically released a new thing saying, um, all the new water tubes and equipment for the Mississippi Monster have been ordered that will increase the weight capacity. So this may not be a problem in the future. but. Holy fuck, they have a scale sitting there in the public. Like, just reading
2: this article, I'm like, I'm a fatty. I don't want to go on there. I don't want to go on there. Oh my scale. Wow. So you know what? I wouldn't want to go on there anyways, because to me, that means they're buying cheap shit and they're afraid someone's going to break it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess staying to the limit
5: of the law, but I'll be honest with you, if I saw the five pound difference, and I mean, I guess it has to be visible to the rest of the guests, so they had to stick to their guns, but. If it wasn't, if the scales were like only they could see and it's not like blazing where other people can see, wouldn't you have just let her go on? I'm sorry. I'm not going to play. At least put it at
0: the entrance.
5: Yeah. yeah, well, actually, the, so it's funny that the dad goes on to say in there, there is nothing posted about that weight capacity. Wow, There's so you just there. get
4: up there, and it's like, surprise, weigh in.
2: You're <laughs> <laughs> so waiting an hour and now, you gotta go. Yeah.
0: Is that any less embarrassing though than when you know, you're at the mind train and it takes like six employees and like All five minutes it to down?
5: And I, yeah. I have a memory, and this is not a joke, yeah. I have a memory of me and you once standing on each end of a a bar to get it on yeah. a person's spot, and it clicked. And we were like, it clicked! And the, hole, and the whole station goes
2: in the uproar. Yeah!
4: yeah
5: no, Batman,
4: yeah. I, we, I thought we were going to kill people. They were so happy, though. Yep. They, they were like, you crushed me, but I'm in. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Yeah, not breathe. Batman, Nitro, I've had to do that.
5: Yeah. Yep, this yeah. guy did not breathe. However, I remember thinking as we dispatched that train, oh, please don't snap.
2: Please don't snap. <laughs> that guy was big, man. <laughs> One time at Rapids where I had to get the seatbelt extender.
5: Oh, Jesus. For a Rapids is crazy too. Cause that, there's a lot of room on that. A lot of
2: room. I had to get the seatbelt yeah. extender. I was like, Oh so, okay. yeah.
5: yeah. Um, the only other one, and this will be our last one as we close it out because it just cracked me up. This is also from July 17th. This is a universal uh, news report. <laughs> Universal guest dumps feces into attraction, causing major shutdown. <laughs> yeah. This will not surprise. This is a what I call a slow news day because basically Universal's Volcano Bay is a world-class water park, blah, 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 blah. It's called their fucking Koala Canyon. Okay. That's exactly what it is. All right. And just like our Koala Canyon, they have other like little features where they have like little sprinkler systems for the kids to walk in and they have a couple spots where the, like there's water spigots pouring down and basically <laughs> this dude just took his kid's diaper off walked oh. over to one of the spigots and just washed it out under the spigot letting it go all into the, the pool right where he's standing by the way and everyone mm. else was like what are you doing and he's like What's the difference if he's sitting in the pool or if I'm doing it here? What's the difference? That was a person's <laughs> argument. The argument is like, w- 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 what does it matter? Like, I could let her just sit there. It's still going in the water. I'm just making it easier, right? And then, of course, you know, like Kowal Canyon, they had to shut the whole thing down, kick everybody out, shot the water about a thousand times. But pretty damn funny, man. I'm like, that's a slow news day to us. We're like, we saw that every day.
2: I would point out when people were like, why are you closing? I'm like, cause that person over there.
5: Yeah. I mean, anyway, well, folks, uh, we, we, Chris has been very generous. We're we're over well over our time. So (laughs) as they say, time flies when you're having fun. Our time is over. So Thanks everyone that joined us on Facebook chat. There's a lot of stuff on chat and we love you guys. We, uh, I don't know why, but I am not able to reply on chat right now. So we've just been kind of picking and choosing as we go through it, but um, uh, we'll definitely respond to you guys later on, but we love you guys on chat. Um, we love everybody that listens to us live. That's awesome. And uh, we would like to thank our awesome marketing, short air guest, Kat LaComba. Yeah.
3: And uh,
1: thank signing you. off for today.
5: You are very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Signing off for now. I am Steve Hicks, and my co-hosts are
1: Scott Loudon, Chris Paluso,
0: Andy Oletti,
5: and Come on, Cat. Come on, Cat. That's your- over. <laughs> There you go. Until next time, make it a great day. And our new tagline: Because of cat, stay fresh cheese bags. All right.
3: <laughs> 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 Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Guys.